show. Yeah, the intention is to like help guide people back to their true selves. And I think speaking with you and about, yeah, the topic of alcohol, I know in myself, I've been sober three, four years now and I was never addicted, wow. but it's something that I chose to cut out my life because it was causing havoc to be quite yeah. frank and taking me away from my true self. So I'm excited to speak with you and I'm curious, like what, what's your journey with this? Well, my journey, it's a long one, yeah. <laughs> um, but I start, my drinking started when I was um, mm-hmm. I didn't really drink much when I was younger. I was brought up in a very strict Christian household and you were allowed to drink, but mm-hmm. you didn't get drunk you didn't do right. that so as soon as I went into uni suddenly I could drink whatever I wanted yeah. and I didn't have anyone to shout at me about yeah. it so so it started there um, and then I finished uni and it just kind of carried on I met my mm-hmm. um boyfriend so husband um mm-hmm. I met him um I didn't drink loads. We'd yeah. say share a bottle of wine of a night or four cans of lager together, something like that. But it was only about three nights a week, something like mm-hmm. that. But it just slowly then, over 13 years, just... Yeah. I can't tell you when it was that I decided to start drinking when I was by myself in the house. I don't know when oh, that yeah. became acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when it was that I started being able to have a bottle of wine for myself mm-hmm. um it's and I think that's what's so dangerous about it is mm-hmm. that it's such a slow decline mm-hmm. you don't notice um and it just got to the point where I was drinking about five or six nights a week and mm-hmm. it would be at least a bottle of wine yeah sometimes more depending if my husband was with me or not if he wasn't with right. me then I'd drink as much as I could um and yeah, I tried over the last few years to do dry Januaries and mm-hmm. things like that. And I do some of them sometimes and then I finish it. But it would always be, right, I'll get to the end of the month. And yeah. then that proves I don't have a drinking problem right. because you can't go a month if you've got a drinking problem. Right. And then I jump straight back on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in March last year, my husband asked me to leave and said, I can't do this anymore. Um, your drinking has just got out of control. Um, and that was the smack around the head that I needed to just think, wow. what on earth am I doing? Like, yeah. I, I loved getting drunk. Uh-huh. Certainly didn't love it more than my kids. Certainly yeah. didn't love it more than my husband. Certainly uh-huh. didn't love it more than the life that I built for myself with yeah. my family. And yeah, that was a week before we started the lockdown in the UK. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I haven't drunk since then. And it's been wow. such a hard journey, such a hard journey. Oh <laughs> but, God, so congrats, like that's a really big you. deal. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, it, it is huge. And when I got to my one year a couple of months ago, I, I just couldn't believe I done it. I never thought I'd be able to do it, but goosebumps. But anyone can. Anyone can. You just gotta. You just gotta find your reason to need to do it. I think. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I feel like, first of all, I can't believe it's been a year since like the first lockdown. That's just like mind blowing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But also, like, I'm just so shocked because, like, 
it's been the opposite for a lot of people, you know, during this period where it's just been an, kind of an excuse to drink more and yeah. kind of go down that path. Definitely. I... I'm, I'm so grateful that it happened a week before lockdown because yeah. I would dread to think where wow. I Because no doubt I did, was working from home every day. Yeah. I'd certainly have found a reason to start drinking earlier. Yeah. and probably every single day so i'm i'm so so grateful oh, wow. that it happened before we started so that's just incredible can i ask you um just let me know if it's too personal you don't have to like answer anything that doesn't feel comfortable for you that's fine. like what what was it for your husband where he was like right i've just had enough like what was going on when you were drinking um it wasn't <sighs> It wasn't that I was particularly, I wouldn't get angry when I was drinking or or anything like that, really. Yeah. It was just constant. I just wanted to have a drink okay. all the time. When we went out to a restaurant, I'd always have a drink. When we went out to the pub, I would always drink. When we were in the house, I'd, any reason was a reason. I would mm -hmm. always find a reason. Something had mm -hmm. happened something good had happened in work, something bad had happened. Yeah. Um, someone, in a, my mum had annoyed me on a phone call. I would yeah. always find a reason pretty mm. much every single day to need a drink. The thing that pushed him over the edge was he'd um, been away and he, was, he wasn't coming home till work on a Friday until about seven, eight o'clock. Yeah. Um, and so I'd gone to the shop two bottles of wine fully mm -hmm. with the intention to just drink one of them and then mm -hmm. have one on the Saturday yeah. but by about five o'clock I finished one and mm -hmm. I was like oh I'll just open the other one he won't know yeah. and obviously when he came home I was smashed I tried yeah. to hide the first bottle he found it in the recycling bin I think that was when he realized that I was hiding what I was drinking and that's never a good sign <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I think that's that was the actual incident that pushed it over the edge for him. Wow, that's so powerful. Yeah, I didn't think of that aspect. Like when you something about yourself, that's like when you you like a bit ashamed of what's going on. Absolutely, but, um, makes me think because it goes into like so many other aspects of life. Like it's not just alcohol that like we use as that like like numbing, like that comfort. Mm. Is that what you were using yeah. for, do you think? Or... To be honest, I'd, I don't know. And yeah. this is something that I still haven't worked out because a lot of people in sober circles will say there's always a reason why you're, drink you're drinking because of some mm -hmm. sort of unsolved trauma or, yeah. or because you're trying to numb certain feelings. Mm -hmm. And for me, genuinely, I don't think it was that. I just loved the feeling that alcohol mm -hmm. gave me you know right. where you just start to feel like you you just feel a little bit lighter and a bit more chilled yeah. out not that I felt yeah. particularly stressed I had a good job yeah. and it wasn't particularly stressful um mm. it was just it started with the whole wanting to feel drunk and loving that feeling and yeah. it just got into a habit because I did it most days it was mm -hmm. just a feeling that I really wanted but in doing that alcohol very much drinking very much became a part of me then and I mm -hmm. felt it very much defined me I was known as 
liking to have a drink and right. would love a night out mm-hmm. um and so I kind of embraced that identity really and yeah. took it as part of me and that so that I was known as in like the mum circles as oh yeah Rhea, she likes to have a drink yeah sort yeah. of thing and would, would always be the one arranging nights out or going out to the pub or things like that and mm-hmm. it, it just very much became part of me I felt it was one of the things that defined me really that that was just mm. part of who I was and and when I look at that now that just makes me think oh my goodness really? so much more than drinking and I think I thought yeah. I was more confident I was funnier and mm. um, that I'm not <laughs> that I was really oh, boring okay. and that my stories would go on forever oh, <laughs> when I was drunk but I just thought it made me a funnier, mm. I don't know, person, I suppose. Yeah. Do you love yourself more now, though? Now, like, you're sober? Oh. So much more. Without oh, me to sound big-headed. No, I, <laughs> self-care, was, self-care was never something that mm. I would always roll my eyes if someone said self-care. I think because I didn't yeah. really understand what it was. Um, but self-care was a massive thing for me when I quit drinking, learning, just learning to start putting myself first, mm-hmm. because I think particularly as women and as, as mothers, definitely, we're told to put our kids first, our partners first, our parents first. There's always someone to look after, but we can't look after people to the best of our abilities if we're not looking after ourselves. And yeah. so it's been as much as it's been about quitting alcohol it's very much been a journey of self-discovery for me like just Mm. understanding whole concepts of things like gratitude and meditation is something I'm trying to get better at Mm. um and just just going out for walks by myself for an Mm. hour and listening to a podcast and having time to myself it's it's so lovely um and so important because I feel like I'm a much better person I'm definitely a much better mum since I've stopped drinking just much more present with them and not trying to get them to bed so that I can open the bottle I say open the bottle of wine I'd have opened it before they went to bed but you know like properly get on it sort of thing wow I have so much love in my heart for you and your story like it's just beautiful to see the transition that you're you've been through and that you're going through and I'd love to know like you know how you still find it hard sometimes how do you get through those hard times um it's funny now because the when the cravings come there'll be there'll be certain things that'll trigger me off I had one I can't even remember what it was Mm. Well, a situation happened the other day. Um, I can't remember what it was. And I just thought, the thought popped into my head of, oh, I could really do with a drink now. Yeah. Whereas now I'm able to just go, no, you don't drink, Rian. And that thought is gone and I'll move on and do something else. But in terms of dealing with stress, I think it's, so, I find it's to deal with stressful situations now. Mm-hmm. I just think it through properly in my head. Whereas I just before, have a glass of wine and numb it and never actually deal with it whereas now I'll think it through in my head I'll think rationally I'm mm-hmm. trying very much to be I was reading um the other day Gabrielle Bernstein's The Universe Has Got Your Back and she talks oh, yeah. about trying to 
through love and not lead through fear mm. so like with situations if there's something if someone has stressed me out on the phone then mm. I very much try to reflect on that and think right okay how can I lead through love with this situation and just try yeah. and talk it through in that way and and that seems to really work and and I mean in practical terms if something really stresses me out I'll just go out for a walk mm -hmm. like that does so much more for me than a glass of wine ever used to do wow. it totally clears your head and just allows you to see things differently and forget about it oh, as well man. because I think when I used to drink I used to dwell on it okay. rather than deal with it just think about it all evening and get myself really worked up about it whereas now I'll go for a walk and by the time I come forgotten about it so <laughs> yeah it's just about finding other coping mechanisms which mm -hmm. people don't learn to do because alcohol is so freely available and what's the one thing that they oh you've had a stressful day or oh, have a glass of wine when you get home now have a glass yeah, of wine when you get... yeah. that's what we do that's what we're told to do and so people don't learn other coping mechanisms because they've got the wine there <laughs> oh my god ready to do it pacifier isn't it yes exactly exactly gosh that's the, i feel like it's western culture though that's what <sighs> we so encouraged to drink 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 like you're a lad if you drink so much and it's just like I just don't even think it's cool anymore like I used to be in those like social situations where like especially at university where like you are just mm. drinking loads and it is so encouraged and like it's like who can get the most drunk and I'm like looking yeah. back at it now I'm like god it's so sad it <laughs> is like, and, and I mean thankfully there does seem to be a start of a change a lot of younger mm -hmm. people who are like uni age mm -hmm. don't see drinking in the same way that we did when we I were that age so it's definitely changing but oh god there's so much of a way to go it, it is it, it's ingrained in everything we do it's i mean if yeah. you've got kids baby grows with things like why my mummy needs wine and things like that's oh, like when wow. did that become acceptable oh, God, yeah. the birthday cards when I first yeah. stopped drinking I went to buy a birthday card for my auntie mm. and before this like every single card I would buy would be yeah. a drinking card it would be a, a, a humorous drinking card and so mm. I went to look for a card for her I wanted it to be a funny one you cannot get a funny card for a woman that is not based around drinking. Wow. They're not there. They're, they're not there. And I'm so angry standing yeah. in Tesco's. Like, why can't I buy the funny card that's not about alcohol for a woman? And so I had to get like a glittery one in, in the end because they just weren't any funny ones. And it's, yeah, it's everywhere. It's absolutely mm. every, everywhere. And until you stop drinking, mm -hmm. you don't notice it. You don't it's notice part it. part of life, yeah. Mm. Totally agree. God, I, you just reminded me back of the days where I stopped drinking and it was so difficult. Because I, I stopped mm. drinking when I was a bartender and you know you have like after work drinks with everyone. And it bears me with like my lime and soda. And it was just so like, I felt like the ugly duckling. Yeah, That's what I yeah. remember. You feel really like such a, such an outsider, and yeah. people were. It's they say it's the only drug you have to justify not taking, because oh. no one would ever 
question you why you're not snorting oh coke. God. But the responses that you get, that people will just either assume that you have an issue, assume there's something wrong with you, and people yeah. feel the need to know why you're not doing it when it's absolutely hmm. none of their business. But you're yeah. put on trial. The second that you decide that you're not drinking, it's why? Why? And and I know because I'd have been exactly I was exactly Me the same. Too. Me too. Someone was coming on a night out and they went, Oh, I think bless it, I got a friend who <laughs> never used to drink much at all. And she always used yeah. to drive it. Every time I gave her such a hard time. Oh I would be yeah. like, Come on, just have a yeah. why would you not drink? And, and so I was that person, so I get it. Mm. but oh now the shoe's on the other foot I just I've apologized to her so many times oh my god so, that, I'm so that. sorry for giving you so yeah. much grief but oh. but it's the culture it's it's it it's is what we do yeah so now it's your job you're a sober coach right like how did that happen it still feels weird that I am one um, mm. I'm still doing my other job so I'm doing mm. them both part-time um, well, it was basically when I quit, um, I went to an AA meeting um, mm -hmm. before the lockdown started and yeah. I was terrified of going. Absolutely terrified. I remember sitting outside in the car park crying my eyes oh, out. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to go in, but I had to. Um, mm. And I went there and it was so much nicer than I expected mm -hmm. it to be. Oh. There were like women there my age because in my head I thought it was going to be full of men in their 60s. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's what I thought. But there was a real mix of people, ages, and they were really nice. And they said to me when, when I left, they said, just keep coming back. And I was like, yeah, I'll keep coming back. Mm -hmm. And then we went into a lockdown. So mm -hmm. I couldn't. So I was just trying to do it by myself. I ordered books off Amazon, which were massively helpful. And then I happened to join into I'd never been on Instagram before I thought it was something that the young kids went on and yeah. not for someone of my age but went on there anyway I just found this massive sober community of people and was like oh my gosh this was the first time I'd ever seen other people like me who couldn't yeah. just have one drink and then stop who had yeah. to carry on until the bottle was finished or mm -hmm. whatever it was and so that was amazing so once I'd been on Instagram for a few months, I started seeing people, this people who were sober coaches. And I thought, well, I'd never even heard anything about this. So yeah. I, I looked into it to see what it was. And I thought, oh, in my early days, that would have been perfect because uh -huh. I really didn't want to go to AA because I thought of going into a group locally where people knew me. That was like mm -hmm. the most I didn't want to go and see my GP about it. Yeah. So I thought that would have been perfect because it's private, it's working one-to-one -one with someone and they can just help you get tools and, and learn how to deal with cravings and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it after a few months, after about six months then, I thought, oh, well, I, I was starting to feel really good about my sobriety. I decided that I probably wasn't going to drink again because I was mm -hmm. loving how it felt. And... Um, and I just thought, oh, maybe I could become a sober coach. Um, and then we went into another lockdown again yeah. in the UK. And so I was talking to my friend who runs her own online business. And uh -huh. she said, set up a Facebook group, Brian, asking women to join who don't uh -huh. want to drink through this next lockdown. And, oh I, was like, and I was That's like, no, awesome. no, I can't do that. And she was like, yeah. do it. 
video on your Facebook page, but bear in mind at this point, no one knew that I had a drinking problem. And I was right. like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And she went, just do it. You'll be amazed. Just do yeah. it. So I was like, okay, fine, fine, I'll do it. So yeah. I put the video on. And within like two days, I had about 150 women in there. Yes. And I was like, yeah. But then I had the panic of, what do I do now? I've got to do something in this group to oh, try and help So I just started going on, doing videos, talking about things that I'd learned from the books mm -hmm. that I'd been reading and stuff, and was just getting a really good response. And well, unbeknown to me, it was my perfect training then to go wow. into sober coaching because oh, wow. now, like jumping on a Facebook group and talking to people, it feels completely natural and so it was just from there really that I then got my life coaching diploma um yeah. and yeah and it just moved it on from there Ooh, then and um it's yeah it's just amazing I absolutely love it I feel like you know when people say um oh love the job yeah love the job you do when you never work a day in your yeah. life I used to roll my eyes when people said uh, that I thought what yeah, the hell yeah, are yeah. they talking about you never love your job mm. oh, I just love this I feel totally fulfilled feel like I'm making a difference feeling like yeah. I went through that rubbish uh -huh. but something good is coming out of it yeah, and sure. that's the best feeling ever and mm -hmm. I, I would just love it to be my full-time job. So that's wow. the aim, gonna yeah. get there. Um, yeah. And yeah, just to reach out to other women. It's such a lonely place, such a lonely place. And because no one talks about it, mm -hmm. no one ever talks about their drinking. As women, we talk about everything with each other. We talk about mm -hmm. our sex lives. We talk about our husbands. We talk about our kids. Mm -hmm. We will never say to our friends, you know, guys, I think I'm actually drinking too much. Mm -hmm. That conversation never happens never. because there's such shame around it. Mm -hmm. And so it's my mission. I've made it my mission just to get the word out there and speak to as many women as possible just yes. to let them know that they're not alone there are hundreds of thousands of women around the world who are struggling yeah. with this issue and For you can sure. sort it sort it it doesn't take too long it doesn't mm -hmm. take too much work but being surrounded by other women who are going through the same thing who understand what you're doing is so vital community mm -hmm. is so vital in it and yeah I'm just determined to get out there and speak to every single woman so that they know it's there if they need it that there's other help out there other than AA and going to your GP so wow that's so powerful and I think to hear from a woman like you who's like been there done that got the t-shirt and now like mm. you're living this life like I yeah. would 100% rather come to you sounds bad but th then go to a GP or you know because you've got the experience and you've been there so yeah and I think that's the thing is that when I first put myself out there properly as an alcoholic I um, mm. did a story with our national paper um, mm -hmm. in Wales and the, the biggest thing that I had back from people was oh my gosh you're a normal person you're holding down my job you've got two young kids you're functioning totally normal like no yeah. one knew I had a drinking problem apart from my husband absolutely no one and so the biggest feedback I had was that you're me 
you're exactly what I am. And I didn't think there was anyone else like me uh, because we do. We have this image of alcoholics being these old men sat on benches at 10 o'clock in the morning with a can of lager in their hand. And that's not what alcoholics look like. It's not. They're yeah. highly functioning people who are amazing at hiding how much they drink. Mm. And But because no one talks about it, no one knows there's others out there. So, yeah. yeah. I just hope this chat can like just help women know that they're not alone and I really do feel like they would feel that because I you know when you you like you're in a social situation like and you explain to people that you're not drinking there's always like at least like one or two people where their eyes kind of flip and they're like oh like I actually really want that for myself but I just don't know how to get there yeah and that used to be me as well I really really wanted it but I didn't know how to do it and I also just wasn't strong enough within myself because I loved it for the confidence that it gave me and yeah just to like shut my mind off like I had such an anxious mind that like drinking just like shut everything off for just those few hours with the girls and it was great but I think sometimes well for me anyway I had to go through that shit and face everything and then come out the other end stronger oh absolutely um, yeah, it's just incredible what you're doing and I can't wait to share this with the world. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Is there anything else that you want to add? Um, I suppose the one thing I would say, if there's someone listening to this who doesn't know where to start mm-hmm. with stopping drinking, the best bit of advice that I can give you is to approach it like you're going on a diet. So an awful lot of people, and I'd done this in the past, when I decided I didn't want to drink as much as I was, mm-hmm. I just think, oh, okay, I'll uh, I'll hope I don't drink as much. Yeah. Because that's essentially what we do. If you're going on, if you're trying to lose weight, we would never do that. We'd never just sit there and think, okay, let's just hope I don't eat much food and then I'll learn wait you plan you prepare you go to the supermarket you get healthy foods in Mm. you join a gym or start some sort of fitness program Mm -hmm. you you find a specific diet that you're going to do your plan and you prepare and Mm. if you're trying to cut down your drinking it's exactly the same approach you need to do the same thing Mm. you need to get get the alcohol out of your house because if it's not there it's not going to tempt you go to the supermarket, get in some alcohol-free drinks. Honestly, mm. the alcohol-free market is enormous. Good now, huh? It's exploded. There are, yeah. I mean, I'm still yet to find a good alcohol-free wine, but there's good mm-hmm. fizzy wines. So that, that does me. But mm. there's so many things around. Get those in to help you and find a community as well. Just join like a random group of people there's so many on Facebook there's so many accounts on Instagram and just start that way plan think right okay what am I going to do if I'm going on out and I don't want to drink yeah what can I do check the menus the bars that you're going to before you go out everyone has their drinks menus online now so mm-hmm. check them see what alcohol free drinks they've got there so that you know you can go there confident that you're going to have mm-hmm. a drink there that you're going to like mm-hmm. and just be as prepared as you can approach mm-hmm. it the same as you would a diet and take that much care over it as you would a diet because it's a flipping hard thing to do there's a reason not many people do it and yeah. succeed it takes time 
takes effort and it takes discipline mm -hmm. so just prepare for it don't just think let's hope i don't drink as much because yeah. that's never gonna I love that. I love that. What's like your favourite um, non-alcoholic drink in a social situation? Probably a Heineken Zero. Oh, they're nice, aren't they? Oh, I love. They're my absolute yeah. favourite, and and they got me through it because Friday nights when I was drinking was always a lager night. We'd always mm -hmm. have lager on a Friday night to celebrate mm -hmm. the end of the week, and yeah. Heineken Zeros got me through those Friday nights for the first wow. few months. They, t they taste exactly like the, the real thing. They taste really good. Have you tried Peroni Zero? Yes. They're really nice. Very, and I had Stella yeah. Zero for the first time the other day, and yeah. that was very nice as well. Oh yeah, God, I was really surprised. Yeah. Yes. So no, I... there's so much choice. Yeah, my favorite is kombucha. Have you tried that? Uh, yes see i'm not a fan of that not i don't fan. know why Neither i, I like think it's hate it. yeah so i'm not a fan of that but but loads of people like it loads mm. of the women in my group rave about it and there's so many different companies doing it now it's there's it's yeah. everything is just so much more accessible i remember when i first got pregnant my first mm -hmm. child the only alcohol free things they had vex blue and they had one white wine and that was it oh. in Tesco's. That was it. So when I gave up this time, I was yeah. amazed at the amount. And all the big companies getting on board now. You've got Gordon's alcohol-free gin. Oh, there's so many yeah. spirits. It's wow. it's really exploding. So so there's no reason not to because there's wow. such good alternatives out there. I think another great tip is to put whatever you're drinking like in a wine glass or something like oh, fancy. I do it absolutely. with like my orange juice. Like I love doing that. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes oh, it's just the act of having that glass mm. that is familiar to your body. You just have an act. Yeah. It tricks your body into thinking that you're having something alcoholic just sitting there with that shaped glass. Because why yeah. should we have to drink out of tumblers? just no. because we're having a soft drink exactly i agree Come exactly. On, we're still ladies of leisure here exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly so no that's a great one as well just making sure that you have it in a nice um, glass it just makes it nicer and yeah. tonic water i yeah. thought tonic water only existed to be mixed with vodka or yeah. gin or something like that it's so nice on its own that's been the biggest find for me, just knowing that, that you could drink it by itself and there's so many different flavours. Oh, see, I don't like tonic water, but <gasps> hey, yeah, each to their own. Yeah, definitely. Oh, but moral of the story, there's so many drinks that you can buy now or like go to a bar or wherever where it's alcohol free and they're really actually quite pleasant. So yes, definitely. yeah, I'm loving that. I think I've asked everything that's in my heart. Is there anything that you feel like you want to share? Or... Um, one thing. Yes. If there is someone listening to this and they've tried loads of times to mm -hmm. quit and just haven't managed to do it, mm -hmm. don't give up. You just haven't found the right way for you yet. Mm. I tried times and last year for me it clicked i don't know why it did it just did so yeah. keep going don't think 
I've tried so many times that this is never going to work for me. Just mm-hmm. keep trying different ways, whether it's reading quick, li- quick literature, literature books mm-hmm. or listening to sober podcasts. There mm-hmm. are so many ways. Just keep educating yourself, keep finding out, keep trying to learn about what alcohol does to us because everything plays onto your subconscious and one day mm-hmm. it will click, it will click. So just don't give up just keep trying because you will get there oh that's beautiful where can people find you like on social media um on social media um on instagram i'm at in my sober skin mm-hmm. um my website is in my sober skin um on facebook i've got a free group called sober skin sisters free so mm-hmm. if you look that one up you can come and join um and yeah, just type in, in my sober skin and <laughs> I'm the only one out there. So <laughs> you'll oh, find all my stuff. Uh, well, thank you so, so, so much for this conversation. I always love meeting someone who's like gone through this journey as well. It's so powerful just to, just to like know that you can get through it and like, oh, I just love it. So yeah, thank you. All right. Thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely chatting. Bye.